Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poor, and my guest today is Zach Simpson. And Zach is going to talk about his Cana uh, Zoom meeting that was disrupted. So it was uh, Zach. I was on that Zoom meeting, and it was great. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. So give us an overview of what the meeting uh, was and and exactly what happened. Well, thanks again, Cynthia, for having me on your show. I appreciate it, as always. Um, Yeah, so it was the first meeting, um, actually, of me being the chair where I actually invited the guests. And the two guests that I had invited were... Trayvon Jackson, he's with the African-American Cultural Center of the Capital Region, which is down on um, South Pearl um, in the South End. And then I also invited representatives from the Rap Road Historical Association, specifically Beverly Bardiquez. She's the president of Rap Road. And um, I'm also a trustee of the Rap Road Historical Association. So, um, you know, the the events of that night really kind of hit me double time. Um, but, you know, as you were on the meeting, it was going great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it was well attended. There was a, well, I think there was like over 70 people that were on mm-hmm. the meeting. And, uh, you know, Trayvon Jackson, he spoke really great about, you know, all of the things that the cultural center does for uh, for youth, you know, with their educational and cultural events. They have a performing art events. You know, they do a really great work um, showcasing the culture of African-Americans. And, you know, and then, you know, Beverly was talking about, you know, the history of Rap Road, which, you know, for your listeners, it's a um, Rap Road is a historic district that was formed out of the uh, Great Migration, predominantly from um, individuals from Shibuta, Mississippi, and it was a, it's a cluster of 23 homes up in the pine bush. And, uh, you know, halfway through her presentation, all of a sudden, um, we were Zoom bombed. And, you know, I don't know if you had heard about Zoom bombing. I heard very, not a lot about it over the last year when I was using Zoom. So it was kind of a new phenomenon for me. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we got Zoom bombed. And there was about three, I think. Zoom bombers that pretty much it was an ambush. They took over the drawing tool and wrote really obscene and racist uh, things and said really racist and hateful things. And um, it was a really, really disappointing event. Um, But I ended up shutting the whole meeting down and then restarting it in, in private mode and let people in one at a time. And I kept the room secure um, and, you know, in that time, those hackers tried to come back in. There was multiple attempts okay. to try to right? Yes. Yes. Wow. But I kept the room. I kept the room secure. And we were able to finish the, um, the presentations for African-American History Month, which was really important to do. You, you had a, a, a few of the uh, mayoral candidates on the Zoom meeting, I was on the Zoom meeting, and everything was just going fine. And you're, you're the first gentleman, what, what's his name again? The, the, the what, first I'm sorry? presenter. 
the first oh, person that presented. Yes, so that, that is Trayvon Jackson. He's the executive director of the African American Cultural Center of the Capital Region. His uh, uh, his presentation was great, and then the lady from uh, Rock Road was good. And you know, I, I I know a little bit about the history of Rock Road, and you know, it's it it was really a, a wonderful talk. And all of a sudden, I see hear all kinds of stuff and I see squiggly things and I'm going, something's wrong. Yeah. And the, and the, uh, the most frightening part of the whole film thing was whoever did this called my name out and I was like, who are these people? So, yeah. Um, you know, um, it was really hard for me to take, um, you know, as the leader of the group, um, but I took it head on, you know, I did, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> after the incident, you know, I had to, I just remember just saying, I had, I had to get a statement ready for the morning, and, uh, and I did, and I released a statement, mm-hmm. and then uh, Channel 13, first thing in the morning, they, they interviewed me, um, so I Channel 13, okay. Times Union did an article, and Channel 10 did an article the next day. So it was mm-hmm. it was it was pretty it was pretty big news what happened to, to Kena. Um, it was an attack on us, um, and I think it was targeting the fact that we were doing African American History Month. Now, do do these attacks? I mean, people use Zoom all the time now. Are these attacks frequent or, you know, I know it took you by surprise, but it, does this happen a lot? Well, you know, um, again, it was something I, I may have heard about a couple of times in the last year. It certainly wasn't in, in the front of my, you know, thoughts, but, um, you know, I talked to Tina Lieberman. She's the chair of the City of Albany Sustainability Advisory Committee, and her very first virtual meeting on Zoom got Zoom bombed, and she had to shut the whole meeting down. Um, so it has happened locally before. Um, but um, I think this attack on Cana certainly was a wake-up call to other neighborhood associations to certainly beef up their security and making sure they're not, you know, going to be fall victim to a zoom bombing incident the way Kano was. Now, how do you prevent something like that? You know, I've used zoom a couple of times, but I can't say I'm an expert at it. So if I, if I uh, schedule the meeting for maybe 10 or 15 people, how do I secure it? So, if you're talking about you, Cynthia, doing a meeting where you're like kind of driving, I would certainly make sure you review the security features that are available with Zoom um, because, you know, the default settings are not the secured settings. You have to actually check a few things to prevent what had occurred in my meeting. So definitely mm-hmm. make sure you know your security. Um, also, you know, as far as what changes Kane is going to institute, Going forward, um, we are going to still use Zoom. 
I know a lot of people had recommended other platforms. I am comfortable with Zoom with the right security features in place. Um, but we are going to keep our meetings pretty much to the Kena members and the delegates and the presenters. And then if you are somebody else, you can participate through Facebook because we're going to still do the streaming to Facebook and we'll uh, take comments from Facebook as well. So we'll still keep the meeting open. We just, we're going to keep the zoom meeting itself contained. Just keep security. I know there were two mayoral candidates on the um, indigent meeting. So if let's say one of those people, let's say you secured it, and one of those people wanted to speak. How could that happen? They could make arrangements ahead of time, and they can certainly comment through Facebook, um, and we could read the comments too out loud to everybody. We, we want to keep it as open as possible, but we got to keep it as secure as possible. That is the lesson that we learned here, which is, you know, we can't let just anybody come in and disrupt a Cana meeting again. That's, you know, in the 44 years of Cana's history, this has never happened before. So this was a big event. And, um, you know, I'm only, I've only been the chair for two months. So Mm -hmm. this was a big event from, for me, because. 44 years ago, there was no such thing as Zoom. You know, it's only within the, last year that people are using Zoom uh, for meetings because they feel it's more safe than face-to-face or being in a crowd, right? Yeah, I mean, Zoom is a new thing, but, I mean, it's been a great thing, you know. know, But, uh, yeah, this whole attack was certainly a wake-up call. But, um, you know, I was going to say, you know, the last meeting I, uh, I did as um, the chair of, you know, the incoming chair of Kena was January the 6th. That was my very first meeting as the chair. And do you remember what happened that night? It was the insurrection on the Capitol in Washington. Oh, right. <laughs> so right. that was my, so that was my first meeting as the chairman of Kena was right after the, you know, absolutely horrible insurrection are, you know, on the U.S. Capitol. So and this mm-hmm. was the second. This was the second meeting, and it was. Uh, it was. It took me. It took me by surprise, for sure. Wow, you're unlucky with Zoom, aren't you? <laughs> no, I just. Um, you know, it. It. Uh, it was a. It was a tough situation, but I think I did the best I could with the mm-hmm. really difficult circumstances I was in. Um, but lesson so, learned. Lesson know, learned. You you said that you were contacted by the media and stuff. How did they find out? Um. So in the morning, I got up and kind of you know was like, no, it wasn't a dream. What happened happened. I you know we we got attacked by racist hackers and. Um, I put out a statement on Facebook and also on the Kena listserv, which has hundreds and hundreds of emails. Um, and then probably the media found out that way. Oh, okay. 
so when the media started to cover you, uh, what was their reaction? How did they deal with this? They, well, Channel 13, you know, they did, um, there was four segments. There was a 4 o'clock, a 5 o'clock, a 6 o'clock, and a 7 o'clock segment that they did Mm -hmm. on what happened. And then Channel 10 thought it was so, you know, such a, you know, shocking incident. They did it the day after they covered the, um, and then the Times Union did a really good write-up about it. Um, it was uh, Rob uh, Rob Gavin with the Times Union. Um, but I think the overall thought universally was this was really a shameful attack by, you know, cowards. They couldn't even show, you know, show their face. Um, and, you know, it's it's a... Uh, it's a really sad reminder that racism and hate exists and, um, you know, I'm not going to stand for it. So you, you used the word shocking with any, any new technology until all of the bugs are ironed, ironed out. Is shocking the right word? I mean, um, Things are bound to happen, right? Yeah, but you know, Cynthia, did I ever think something like this happen was going to happen to a Cana meeting? Never. I it just it didn't. It never dawned on me something like this would have happened. This this was a shock. That's what I mean. This never dawned on me until it happened. So, so there there were uh, officials that contacted you, right? Yes, um, Mayor Sheehan. After she heard about the heard about the details of what occurred, she reached out to me, and we talked. And um, I was also contacted by the Albany Police Department. And I, I, we, there was a formal report that was done, and they are investigating it, the incident. So when you spoke to Mayor Sheehan and also with the police, what words of advice did they give you? Well, I don't really want to go into details of, you know, my conversation with the mayor. Um, But, um, you know, she was very concerned about what happened. Um, And she, she wanted to make sure, she wanted to make sure she checked on me. And the police were great. They, you know, you know, they wanted to make sure I knew that this does happen. You know, it could have happened to anybody. But right. I, it, it was it was a tough incident. So are the police investigating this as a criminal situation? Um, you know, I don't want to comment about that. It's an active investigation, um, so okay. I can't really comment about that. But you know, it was. Uh, you know, it's one of those incidents that really shocks the conscience. Um, it's certainly mine, and uh, obviously theirs too, because they want to take a look at this. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the details of that. So, when this has happened to to you, which of course I was a little bit taken aback by it as a, a participant. Did you know that something like this 
could possibly happen? Not to a Cana meeting. I never would have thought anybody would bother <laughs> to bother. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that none of this, I, didn't, I honestly didn't think this was going to happen. As I said, Zoom bombing, you know, I really didn't think about. Um, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, Zoom, I was self-taught. I taught myself how to do Zoom. I just kind of started using mm-hmm. it. So um, that's kind of where I think the flaw was there. Um, and, you know, it could have happened at a different meeting. So it was kind of, looking right. back, it was kind of, a, it was kind of a ticking dime bomb, you know, security-wise. So I learned my lesson. And I hope that other neighborhood associations and community organizations learn from our lesson and keep an eye on their security settings. And but know what e- to do. Even, and know what to do. Uh, even uh, beyond uh, meetings such as, you know, local groups that, like Pena and, and stuff, what about individuals who call, uh, who schedule Cayman meetings? They're just as vulnerable, right? I didn't catch your question. Sorry, Cynthia. Can you rephrase that? Okay. Uh, besides organizations being hacked, individual people who are do Zoom for even for social situations, they're vulnerable to being hacked, right? I would say those types of things are much to a lesser degree. I think the Cana meeting was pretty well advertised and it was on Facebook and and it was on YouTube and um, you know whether they were they found us on YouTube and then tracked it to Facebook and then got into the meeting that way who knows but there was a there was obviously an avenue that they took to get at and um that's a lesson learned by us, and it should be a lesson learned by others. How about the uh, people that did presentations? How are they doing? So I reached out immediately to Trayvon, you know, and apologized. I apologized to Beverly Bardiquez as well, and, you know, <clears throat> you know African American History Month is really just so important to recognize the contributions of African Americans to the history of our country and um, in all facets from science to cultural, you know, performing arts to education. And, you know, that's what really hurt was that this was such a really important thing to be recognizing. And, um, and for these these, you know, faceless individuals to come in and do this was just a disgrace and shame on them. Shame on them. So So a lot of people left the the Zoom meeting when this happened. So a lot of people are unaware of of how the meeting went from that point on. You said that you kept it going? Yes. So 
Um, I had to shut the meeting down. I restarted it, but when I restarted it, I put the waiting room waiting room feature on so that when everybody that came back to the meeting went to the waiting room. And if I knew the names of folks, I'd let you in. And then it was funny. It's kind of like the buddy system because some people were messaging me saying, please let such and such in from the waiting room. I know them. I can vouch for them. And so I started letting people in based on other people saying they're okay. They are safe. And in that point, those three hackers kept trying to come in. They changed their names and kept coming in and out of the waiting room trying to get into the meeting. And I kept the meeting secure. Um, and we finished. Beverly Bardaquez was able to finish her presentation. Um, the only really unfortunate thing is we were supposed to have a, a discussion about the Capitol Lights in the Park uh, issue in Washington Park. Right. That, has gotten, that has gotten rescheduled to uh, sometime in March. So we didn't get to that, but we were able to <clears throat> regroup, get the meeting back up and running, and finish our presentations for African American History Month. And that right there was the most important thing about the night was that we weren't going to let them win. And we finished. Now you were also scheduling a uh, Zoom meeting for candidates, right? Yep. And in light of the hack, the uh, attack on Kena, we have changed that format. The Zoom okay. meeting will be only the three co-sponsors, me, uh, Hillary Papineau, she is the chair of the Hildeberg Neighborhood Association, and Andrew Harvey, he is the president of Park South Neighborhood Association. So there'll be the three of us, mm -hmm. and then there'll be the uh, the candidates, the 12 of them. Nobody else. Everybody else will have to yeah. be on Facebook or YouTube. Oh, okay. So you think that's the most secure way of doing things? Yes, absolutely, and that's just the way. It, that's the that's the new normal. That's the way it's going to have to be. So, so you know, with the meeting that that was aborted at that point, anybody could have joined, right? I'm sorry. What was that, Cynthia? At the uh, meeting, your aborted meeting, anybody could have joined in, right? I think that's the the real gist here. It was as, it was as open a meeting as possible, and unfortunately, the the hackers took advantage of that and got in. Now, how widespread do you think this problem is? Oh, I assume probably global um, in some respects. Um, I'm sure it's happening a lot. Just, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really, uh, it's really a, can be a devastating event. Um, mm -hmm. And that's and so certainly anybody, in our case it was. Right. Anybody who's listening to this, you know, we're unfortunately still in the age of COVID, and there's a lot of people that conduct business you know, through technology. What advice do you have to these people? 
I would say whether you think you're a whiz at using Zoom or you're a beginner, please take the time to review the Zoom security features and know what they are and know that you have them at your fingertips in the event of an unfortunate intrusion by you know somebody who has a real malicious intent, like the hackers so, we have. When you do a Zoom meeting and it's and it's on Facebook. How does that work? So Zoom really makes it pretty easy on the fly. You know, if you want to, uh, if you want to stream to um, YouTube, you can. If you want to stream to Facebook, you can. Um, usually, what I do is I stream to YouTube, and then I go into YouTube and stream from there to Facebook. Um, do you think that's done a lot? What's that? Do you think that's done a lot? Oh, I think people the do a lot. Yeah. No, I think I think other organizations do the same thing. Okay. So uh, we just have a few minutes left. That why don't you give yourself a little plug? <laughs> Well, as you said, thank you, Cynthia. Well, as you said, you know, we have the uh, Meet the Candidates Night with the Uptown Neighborhood Cooperative um, that's coming up this this week. Um, The 24th, um, my neighborhood association, the Upper Washington Avenue neighborhood, we're meeting in a joint meeting with the Melrose Neighborhood Association and the uh, Pine Bush Neighborhood Association. Jonathan Jones, he is the head of the uh, rec. Department of Recreation for the city. He's going to come and talk about the new playground equipment that they're going to be installing at Westland Hills Park. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, also the Pine Bush Preserve, I believe they're having a representative come and talk. And then in March, first Wednesday in March, Kena is doing a conversation on COVID one year later with Mayor Sheehan, um, Albany County Executive Dan McCoy, and assembly members uh, Pat Fahey and John McDonald. So we're going to look at, you know, kind of a city, uh, county, and state perspective on, you know, what was done when COVID hit, when, you know, the second surge came, and really get a, a good perspective of, you know, what happened at different levels of government. And then um, April, we have uh, it's going to be sustainability, environmental sustainability, with Tina Lieberman. She is the chair of the City of Albany Sustainability Advisory Committee, and then Scott Kellogg. Mm-hmm. He's with the Scott Kellogg with the Radix Ecological Center is coming, and then in May we're going to have the um, Albany Public Library, Albany City School talk about the budget, and then we're doing a presenters for the 98. Acres in Albany. It's a digital media project um, about the, um, you know, the neighborhoods that were destroyed when they constructed the Empire State Plaza. And then, and and then in June, Kena's 45 years old, so we're going to do a 45-year-old Kena celebration virtually. So you're only going to invite certain people, and the rest of the people could see it on. Facebook and social media? So for Canaan meetings going forward until we meet in person, um, 
we were going to, you know, keep our Zoom meetings kind of more secure. um, And then, but you can still, you can still participate and watch via Facebook with, you can comment, you can ask questions and we're going to have them read out loud. Great. Great. So you have been listening to Zach Simpson. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Zach, thanks for talking about your terrible, terrible uh, thing that happened to you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thanks, Cynthia. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody.